with me. And on that day when my strength is failing, the end draws near and my time has come, still my soul will sing your praise. says we enter his gates with thanksgiving we enter his courts with praise so when you sing something like bless the lord oh my soul you're just praising the name of god the name of god blesses my soul it blesses my heart and it blesses him to hear you sing and to worship and to praise him today amen amen, amen. welcome welcome to church welcome to hill city church today Woo! yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> If you're new with us today, welcome. Um, we're so glad you're here. Uh, this is our simple church setup. We just um, come together in this circle. We're unified as one. We lift our voices and um, we just love to be together and to um, sing praises to our God. Um, this morning, um, I want you all to hear from somebody very special to me. Um, this is Madison. She is um, an incredible young woman of God. She has been on our worship team now for uh, about three, three and a half years. And uh, she's not quite 18, she's almost 18. So that, that is an amazing thing um, to see somebody so, yes, it's awesome, praise God. To see somebody so, so young and so dedicated to the heart of God and this young woman is so committed and so amazing and um, I just want her to share this morning um, 
she's so nervous, but she's so incredibly amazing. Like, she, we're all gonna give her grace because I know that God has amazing plans for her life and God's gonna speak through her and she's gonna move mountains.
I shouldn't be having. Here it is. Now you speak, God, what is truth. The opposite of all those things. Speak truth into our lives, God. Let our lives be filled with your truth. The things of you, your love, your joy, your peace, your goodness.
Reach out your hands in facing. Invite heaven into your life in this moment. If you need God to move upon your life, if you need a change in your life, invite heaven, invite the Holy Spirit. This is a moment of surrender. God, we can't do it without you. I don't want to do it without you. Come into my life, Holy Spirit, fill me right now. Heaven come, heaven come in this place. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Feel. Give God what He deserves. Please. Worship is not about what, what we're feeling. Worship is about what God deserves. We worship God in spirit and in truth. So let's raise our voice. 
Let's raise our voice because he deserves it, not because we feel it. Sometimes we go by too much feeling. Sometimes we've got to stand in God's truth. Yours, God. He's the kingdom yours. He's the power yours. He's the glory Just the voices. Father, we just thank you for this moment, God. I pray for tenacity, God. Oh, Lord Jesus, be with us today, God. God, I pray we are here to honor you, God. I pray that we lift our voice, Lord God, we tell you what you deserve, Lord, as the family of God comes together, Lord God, I pray there's one person that's celebrated, we're not even here for us, Lord God, we're here for you, Lord God, and for those far from you, Lord, that's it, Lord God, everything else in life is just a gift, God, every breath, like Madison was saying, Lord God, our life, Lord God, our hopes, Lord, I pray, Lord God, let, let us understand the gift that we have of life and let us give it right back to you as praise, Lord God. Let that be our heart today. We honor you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Tell us someone next to you, hello. Yeah. Good morning. Happy cold Sunday. Happy cold Sunday. Happy cold Sunday. Anybody like the cold? No? Okay. Me neither. As I'm getting older, I'm becoming more Californian, like my, Julie's from San Diego. My wife, I'm like, your Californian is rubbing off on me. I don't like this cold weather anymore. Anyway, amen? <laughs> uh, no, but... Uh, no, in all seriousness, it's a, I like the seasons, I like it, um, but uh, I also know my, um, you know, you look at outside, you're like, oh, this is hard, but my, my sister, my mom, my, my sister lives in Tallahassee, and my mom has a, a condo right in Panama City Beach, and they literally got crushed by that hurricane, and so if you guys watch that, you kind of look at it and puts it in perspective, doesn't it? And you saw Mexico Beach just uh, east of Panama City Beach, and did anybody see that? Just a just community of 2,000 people wiped out, and um, if you're watching the news and hopefully internationally, 
Um, Indonesia, there was a tsunami that 2,000 people lost their life in a minute. And this is not a, a way to really open a, a good service, is it? But I just want to put it in perspective of like what we're going through. Because in kids today, we're talking about contentment. And we're talking about being thankful with whatever you have. And it's harder than kids to teach that, isn't it? And I have my daughter up here for a reason. She's not just really clingy, I promise. Um, but as we're going through, this is my, I, this is my, my curious one. Um, does anyone have a curious kid, you know, where they're asking late at night, like, Dad, tell me how the universe works. And you're like, uh, we just brush our teeth. You're just supposed to go to sleep. But she asks these really good questions, and I, and I, and I, and I, and um, sometimes in our faith, it's easy, isn't it, to, to just stop being curious about God? And we, we, we rely on these moments from the past that were so profound and so, so beautiful, and we kind of hope for those things. But can we as a church continue our curiosity of who Jesus is, our curiosity of heaven, Mo, that we say heaven come. That's not the same thing it was for me 10 years ago. It's not the same thing it was for me 20 years. Being 39 now, my curiosity should grow, that God's infinite. And if you read, if you read through the letters uh, that Paul wrote to the new church that I'm going through, he's, he's all about, like, I just pray that you know more about Jesus. I don't have the answers, but I pray that the knowledge and the wisdom of who God is keeps growing in your life. And I think that starts with our own appetite, our own curiosity of who God is. Amen? And I want us to just take anything out of that, just like my daughter demonstrates that for me about that. She doesn't know, she doesn't know very much about God yet. And just think of how little she knows and how we've been a Christian a long time, how much you think you know, and yet how, how little ultimately you do know. Um, and so um, you want to add anything to that? No, okay. <laughs> Let's talk to all these scary adults. Uh, so uh, with that, I want to honor uh, John and Candace, uh, our, our lead pastors here at Hill City Church. Can we give them a quick hand and get that? Yeah, today is uh, officially uh, Pastor Appreciation Day, and so we're honoring them. Uh, I'm sure everybody had it on their calendars, right? Been looking forward to as much as Christmas. What's your favorite holiday? Pastor Appreciation Sunday. No. But <laughs> it is a good day. Um, but we just wanted to, to I, on behalf of, of the elders and the deacons and, and hopefully all of you, I hope I do this some justice, and anybody who's tuning in online, um, that, you, that we just we wanted to say thank you again, and we, we did this a few minutes ago, but we thank you for the dedication, the commitment, the hard work. Um, man, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful calling, and it's, it's challenging, just like anything in leadership. It's, it's hard to lead, and I was saying this to the team. There's something about leading. There's something about being the top, and sometimes it can be uh, really, uh, really rewarding, and sometimes it can be super lonely. That's just the, the gamut of, of leadership. Um, but I, I'm specifically praying for you guys that you grow in your leadership, you grow in your curiosity for Jesus, you, you grow in your, in, your, in your love for him, and uh, that we as, as people, that we, you, know, you know, the best thing that we can do for a pastor is to follow Jesus. The best thing you can do is not to follow these two. No offense, they're amazing. But the, the best thing that we can do is, is turn our eyes towards Jesus in our serving, in our calling, in the way that we impact things. And that's what ultimately these two, myself, others want to see our church be. But that said, you guys model it beautifully for us. You're not perfect. Sorry to break it to you, John. They're not perfect, um, but I know at the, at the end of the day, we're, we're, uh, we've always said this, that we're friends first, you know, and then we do leadership together. Uh, but I just thank you so much that we've been able to on this for goodness a decade, probably or longer, and it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just an honor to continue serving with, with you guys. So uh, we got you a gift. Um, my daughter would like to give you a gift. 
It's $100 in Taco Bell gift cards. <laughs> it was, it was uh, Golden Corral earlier, now it's Taco Bell, so we stepped up. No, but enjoy that. There's, there's a lot of good gifts in there for John. And, uh, no, okay, we got you. No, we got, we got you guys some cool stuff. So, um, so I'm just going to pray, and uh, the ushers are going to come forward. If, do we have a, are we ready for uh, giving? I'm looking at Terry. Can we grab the bags real quick? Oh, you got them. You're so discreet. You're just with your arm crossed like, I got it. He's like stealth over there. And um, I'll, just from a quick announcement standpoint, uh, you know, join a life group. John was saying this earlier. You'll probably say this again, but you know, look, look to the groups. Look to, the, look to be involved in the community. Um, and some of those are our formal ways, life groups, our formal ways, getting together. Uh, but at the end of the day, just, you know, connect with the family. Come here on Sundays, do that. But at the end of the day, the only way to truly grow, we believe, is to be in a, in a life group, um, in, in connected to the, to the body of believers here. So go on, you guys come forward, and we're going to uh, hand up the bag. I'll pray, or whatever you guys want to do, I'll pray. God, thank you for this day, uh, for this, this time on a cold day that we can come together and just worship our Savior. I pray that we tune in right now, God, that our curiosity right now, just say, God, I don't know. I feel like I've heard this message before, but maybe I'll take one little nugget out of today. And I'm just curious about what John's going to talk about and what's going to be revealed, maybe in, in, in song or in word, but in your, in your spirit, God. Right now, I invite the Holy Spirit into this place. And not that that hasn't been done, God, but I pray for a, a, a true anointing, God, over John right now, that the Holy Spirit would be present, that we would open up, God, and just hear a, a word from you. And God, we, we thank you. I thank you for my friends, our leaders, John and Candace, the way that they lead us. And I pray, Father, for the, for the success uh, of this organization, God, and ultimately that we would just be more like you, God, that this place would be filled, God, with, with true Christians who just love you, God. And uh, we thank you for these things. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You guys can pass that out. The battery is low. But I will continue until it goes out. And of course, it's not going to matter because my voice is the loudest ever. But good morning. If you are here today, thank you for being with us. Of course, pray for the Broncos for they're playing the Rams. And uh, the Rams are really good. Pray for Von Miller because he has no help at all. Um, because, uh, you know, he needs help. But uh, welcome if you're a guest. Thank you for being here. My name is John. Just really, really glad that you guys are here. Just really glad you're here. I know that it's been, this one, it's like, this one was not ready for me. This one's not ready for me. But uh, just, just thank you for being here. We, we have groups going in full swing. If you're not in a group and you've never been in a group, go to a group. A group is where life happens, where we pray for one another, where, we, where we're just like carrying one another's burdens. It was a beautiful time we had on Friday, and, uh, and, and I know a lot of groups are going, but we had just such a great moment of just people coming together and being real, eating together. Eating is always awesome, right? But uh, we, we just ate sandwiches and talked about life and Jesus and, and family, and we prayed for needs. And then I left, and people left, and I just, I was like, man, that was was good. There's just moments where just that you can't carry it all. At the end of the day, we were not made to be isolated like we do, right? We're told like keep it together. Keep it together, right? 
People who are not together say keep it together. Like we need to share one another's burdens. We're just not that strong and we're just not that awesome. We need one another. Let's not, let's not get into our own hype, right? We are all in need of one another and people need you. You have gone through some stuff that people need. Like even today I was thinking about Drew and Ashley. Ashley, uh, her dad passed away last night. So if you want to pray for Ashley... Pray for her, man. There's a burden on her that some of you guys know. Some of you guys have carried this, and you guys can minister to Ashley like I can't. You know, that's just the truth, right? Right? And so I want you to think about that in your mind, knowing that our, our sometimes the things that we go through become our strengths, not because we wanted it to, but because we've gone through it, right? And so I pray that you pray for Ashley today. And so join a group. Go to bigger tables. If you have grabbed the basket for bigger tables, do it. The hardest thing to do is launch. But do it. We got you the basket. We got you the food. You got the gift card. We got the little pieces. It's beautiful. Now it's time to go and love your neighbors. Bigger Tables is taking literally the command where it says to love your neighbor as yourself. And we're going to love our neighbor. And we're, there's no tricks up our sleeves. We're just going to hang out with them because you know what? We believe that, we, that people need us and we need them and that we can create better neighborhoods by loving people. And finally, this Wednesday, we have a prayer night at 6.30. We're meeting at the Gathering Church at on 120th in York. And if you just want to come to pray for an hour together corporately during this time of prayer and fasting, I think it's really valuable for us to pray together. We're just praying for our city. We're praying for families. And we are just praying for one another and praying for the glory of God, really, just for God to move among us, in us, through us, so that lives could be changed for the glory of God. We really believe around here Jesus is the best thing possible in our lives. There's nothing greater than Jesus. There's no greater hope than him. And I hope that that's in you. And that's why we're having this prayer night. And, and, and finally, I'm just going to read our mission is going and making disciples who love God deeply by loving people boldly. I'm going to say that again. Our mission of our church is going and making disciples who love God deeply by loving people boldly. And it just comes from the prodigal son for me. We, but we want younger brothers to come home and be healed. And we want younger brother, older brothers to go out for younger brothers. That's the heart of the message. That's the gospel. We, we don't want young, older brothers to stay put and say, you know, I hope they come home. No, you, you're, our goal is to go out and make disciples and be better older brothers. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus fulfills the prodigal son message where he is the older brother who goes out after younger brothers. Right? That's the gospel. That's the good news. And so that's what we're going to continue today. We're on uh, our series called Basic. Say basic. Basic, right? And it's just the building, the foundations of our faith. And, and, and as we're going through this, we're at the same time, we're going through uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And if you have fallen off the wagon and you're eating cheesecake at 12 o'clock at night, right, you can get back on the wagon and join us during this uh, fasting and prayer. And we're just seeking God together. It's not too late. Your spiritual health, I believe, determines your victory. 
Your spiritual health determines your victory and your kingdom effectiveness, your God clarity. And I asked you last week, what would you trade for the voice of God to be so vibrant in your life? There was moments of many people's lives in this room where God's voice was so loud and you could hear him leading and guiding us. But then we live life and we go through life. We get, we get hit, we get bruises, and we fall back and we accept life without the voice of God. And we say, I guess that's okay. And I just want to tell you it's not. It's not. God has a better, greater life, stronger life with clarity for you. But you got to be hungry enough to get it right? You got to be hungry enough to get it. And that's why I choose to pray and fast and seek God's face because it says those who are blessed are those are pure in heart for they shall see God. Give, Jesus gives us a promise with a reward that we will see God. We will see God move if we trust him and we go after him. So I want you to go after it, man. I want you to be hungry for it. Anyone with me? Anyone with me? I don't care if I'm alone. I'm good with obedience alone. I'm good. I, I swear, I'm good with it. I would rather you guys come with me because I desire you to see God move. I just do. I just desire you to see God move. I desire more moments where God's stories are happening in this place because you are seeing God move. And I, I, can, I, I believe the Holy Spirit's like just knocking on the door like, hey, Hey, come on. You know that's the desire of your heart. You know that's what you need. You've lived long enough without the voice of God. Just, uh, just uh, pacified. You know what we do with a pacifier when we give it to a baby? Right? The pacifier, it mimics like they're being fed, but it's not happening. Right? And sometimes we're just good. We're, I'm good. I'm good being pacified. I'm sorry. You have a baby being pacified over there. Yeah, the baby thinks it's being fed. It's not. It just got, it got so used to being pacified, thinking I'm being fed when it's not. At some point, man, you need the move of God to happen. And at some point, that baby needs to be fed. And in the same way, I hope your spiritual appetite gets a little hungry. And you're like, I don't, I'm good with other people telling me about God and how what he does. I'm good with John telling me stories of how God, the Holy Spirit is moving in his life. But man, at some point, I want to hear God for myself. At some point, I want to walk up that mountain. I'm sick of Moses telling me how God is like. I want to know what God is like. I'm sick of Joshua sitting in the, in the tent of meeting and saying, man, God is so good. I want to understand that goodness. I want to know what David's like when he's pre praying and he's playing that music and he's like, man, God is so good. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he begins to write this beautiful song because he has experienced God for himself because it was not good enough for someone else to go up for him. It was not good enough for me to sit back and hope uh, that it's something will happen when I sit back, that God will do it for me. God's like, no, nah, I'm good, man. You can do your life your way, or you can come up the mountain and do it my way. But we don't, you can't do it both ways. Sorry, I got a little loud. But it's just not good enough for me. And I feel like I'm at a place for me even right now. I'm not, it's not good enough to hear about some other pastor going up the mountain and I get to listen to his message and feel lame. Like, no, I want to experience God's presence, God's love, God's prayer, those moments where we're praying and you could sense the presence of God. I need that for myself. I need it for myself. And I hope that hunger is in you too. 
because our spiritual health determines our victory, determines our joy, determines our hope. I was going to put up a, uh, um, one of those uh, Facebook Lives this week just about hope, man. We are of those who hope. Don't lose hope, guys. Don't lose hope. Because once you lose hope, you're just living. You're just living life. Whatever happens, happens. But when there is hope, there's like you believe that your life matters, and it matters to God. It matters to the people around you. That's a whole other message that I'm already going through, but I'm not going there. But if you have your Bibles, man, please turn to Matthew 6. All right, we love the Word of God. The Word of God speaks of Jesus, and Jesus changes lives. Jesus changes lives. So here is Jesus. He's giving his dissertation, his, his big statement on, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. He's sitting on the side of a mountain. He's teaching a bunch of people. And if you want to know what Christianity is about, this is what it's about, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. You, you can get it all right here, or you can read Romans 12 with an abbreviated version of Matthew 5, 6, and 7. But I would read this. I, I want to hear it from Jesus, right? And I, I don't want the short version. I, I want the long version. See? She's pacified. Pacified. It doesn't work. She's still hungry, right? I like it. Every time you see that baby, no, she's hungry, right? But uh, Jesus knew that we would face hard times, that we would face dry times, doubtful times, times of uncertainty, insecurity, negativity. And, and, and this is true about our relationship with God. And this is true about our relationship with any relationship, right? My, my marriage relationship. In any relationship, there will be frightening spells where your feelings and love dries up. And when that happens, you must remember the essence of relationship, that it's a covenant, that it's a commitment. It's a promise of love now and future love. So what do you do when you don't feel it? So that's what I want to ask. What do you do when you don't feel it? When it's not, oh, I'm not feeling it. Do you ever say that to yourself? I'm not feeling it. When you feel meh, right? This is like what most people feel about everything. How's, how's work? Meh. Right? How's marriage? Meh. Right? How are the kids? They're fine. They're fine. They're fine. This is like, I don't know, this kind of represents like m- m- the moment in culture right now. We have kind of a meh culture, right? That sounds more like a sheep. I apologize. But uh, we have a meh culture. Like, so what do you do in a relationship or when you're walking with God when you're not feeling it, right? You got to do this. You got to do the acts of love despite your lack of feeling. That's called maturity, man. Maturity is doing obedience or doing your acts of love knowing that these are, you're building on something even when you're not feeling it because we don't always feel it. What do you do when you don't feel tender or sympathetic or eager to please? What do I do when I'm like, there's moments I do, like my wife tells me to do something and everything in me is like, uh, I don't want to do it, <laughs> right? You're, she's, she's like shaking her head yes. I don't know if you always feel like it. I know you guys, you guys aren't like me. Anytime your wife is like, you need to clean the house, John. Why do your socks always go into the couch or whatever? Why, is it, you know, why are all these things happening? I'm like, you know, I am so eager to please Candace. I just want to do what you want me to do. I know I just was working for 12 hours in a row, but I want to do what you want to do. Right? I don't want to watch ESPN. I don't curse ESPN. I'd rather spend time with you and watch This Is Us. Right? That's what I want to do. No, there's more. I don't want to watch This Is Us. Every episode of This Is Us is the same episode. Right? But I watch it sometimes. Sometimes. 
sometimes because I'm eager to please because I know that I care about my wife and I want to know how Jack died again, right? Every episode, right? Which I don't, right? But I'm like, okay, I'll watch. You can watch This Is Us. It's fantastic. I'll watch this with you. But what do I do when I'm not feeling tender or sympathetic or eager? I do my actions anyway despite my feelings. And in my actions, I I am tender, I am understanding, I am forgiving, I am helpful, and I'm not faking it, I am really these things. And as we do these things and time goes by, we get through these dry spells, and it becomes less frequent, they become less dry, and you watch a lot more This Is Us, and you will become more constant in your feelings and faith. But it's a decision you got to make. We don't always feel it. We don't always feel it. Feel it. But if we were only living by our feelings, we would just be five-year-old kids, right? My son, Ezra, he's, he just lives by his feelings because he's a kid. He's in first grade, right? When he's tired at the end of the night, dude, there's, it's breakdown, right? But if every time I was tired, I'd had a breakdown, you'd be like, what is wrong with this guy, <laughs> right? If I threw a fit any time I was feeling, you got sometimes maturity. You got to overcome your feeling and go back to what is right, what is obedient, what is good. Think on these things. That's what Paul says. So back to Matthew 6, Jesus is teaching his students. His students are asking him, Jesus, how do you pray? How do you pray? And it's an interesting question because these kids are Jewish, right? They grew up praying all their life. And then they're asking Jesus, like, how do you pray? I want to hear how you pray. So this is an important moment. This is not just pray prayers. This is like, let me know how you're praying because I want to pray like you're praying. And this is what Jesus tells them. When you pray, go away by yourself, shut the doors behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. He teaches them the importance of getting away, having a place of prayer, and a time of prayer. I know some, if you guys are like me, and I'll be, I'll be honest, I pray everywhere. I don't have a place of prayer or a time of prayer. I just pray whenever, here and there. But there's moments, there have been moments in my life when I had a place and a time, and it was very consistent, and it was very good for me. I could, I could sense the growth. See, here, family, if you want effective prayer, you need a place, you need a time, and you need to put it on your schedule because whatever you put on your schedule gets done. Isn't that true? If you, if you have, uh, you're meeting with your boss and you put it on your schedule, guess what? You're meeting with your boss. If you have a date night, and I, we, this is Candace and I all the time, let's go on date night and we don't schedule it, guess who doesn't go on date night? Right? We just go to Little Caesars and get a $5 pizza instead, right? Or we end up wherever. You got to schedule it because what you schedule gets done. And you should schedule, even if your time with God, even a Sunday mornings, put it in your schedule because you schedule what's important to you. Isn't that true? And you don't schedule what's not important to you, and maybe I'll go, maybe I'll do it. Man, schedule times that are important to you. That's why life group is in my schedule. That's why church time is in my schedule. That's why date nights need to be more in my schedule because what we schedule gets done. Verse 7, when you pray, don't babble on, on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again and again. I know. We all have certain ways we pray. And uh, you're like, if you think about the way you pray, you probably say the same thing over and over again, right? 
God, keep my kids healthy. Don't let anyone break into my house. Uh, I don't know what you pray, but there's certain prayers that we pray all the time. And he says, when you do that, don't say the same thing. Don't make it an, a ritual or an equation of magic words and magic sentences. Be honest and have a conversation with God. And Jesus tells them, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. The word father here is the word Abba. Say Abba. It's the word daddy, right? The word dad. I know when we say the word dad, sometimes it's a negative connotation out of our mouth. Or when we say the word dad, it brings us uh, thoughts of either joy or sadness or whatever you're going through. But Jesus is telling us when we pray, we call, we have a relationship with our heavenly father as dad. It's a term of endearment. And I know it's hard for some of us, but when we come before God, it's a desired intimacy. God wants to be your dad. Not even the word father. It's the word dad. Whew, that's, a, that's a big word for me. It is. It is. Yet this intimacy is not casual dad because God is still holy. He says, our father, our, my dad, may your name be holy. I know you were still so set apart. I honor you. Verse 10, may your kingdom come soon and may your er will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We just sang that because I told Jenny, you better sing that, right? God, I want heaven to come through my life. That's what that means. I want heaven to come through my life. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven, right? At McDonald's or wherever you are, at Chick-fil-A, on the construction site, at the dentist's office, Jesus believed that Christians were doors to heaven to earth. That you and I were the mercy of God, the love of God, the joy of God, the peace of God, the generosity of God. You are the joy of God in your office space. I want to I say that again. You guys are the joy of God. You are the peace of heaven on earth. Are you joy? Are you joy? Man, tell your face you got joy, right? Tell your face that the Broncos will win today, Right? even though they might not, right? But tell your face, we got to walk with joy. I was talking to Drea this morning. We got, we got to stop just speaking negativity over our life. At some point, you got to believe in the hope of Christ that God's got this and it's not on you and you can trust him and that will bring joy to you. Man, tell someone, be joyful. Yeah, Paul says rejoice in the Lord always and again, I say rejoice. To say this is not like, I'm not messing up saying this. You need to hear it because joy is something that needs to be in you. Man, I tell my wife quite often, you got to be joyful. You got to be joyful, smile. And I know my wife, she struggles, man. I don't know if you've ever struggled with some physical things in your life. Becky, you know, and, and it, it can rob you of your joy. We talked about this two nights ago. We're like, she was just saying, sometimes I just can't do it. I just can't hold on. I'm feeling all this pain and there is no joy in me. But even in those moments, we have this conversation and I, Candace is one of the most joyful people I know. We can have joy in the fire because God walks with us and he knows the end of our story. We know our story in the present, but God knows the end of our story and he says, will you trust me? I know it seems impossible. I know you're just barely holding on. I know you're in pain. But will you trust me? 
and stop just trusting your feelings right now. I got your joy, man. And it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Not my joy that I muster up. Then David says, restore to me. David's going through some stuff. And he says, restore to me, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Let me think again the way you saved me and let me stand on that. Some of us, we need to go back to the joy of our salvation. The moment that God saved us and changed everything. And we need to put our money, we need to go all in into that moment of joy because if not everything else will take your joy god restore to me the joy of my salvation verse 11 give us today the food we need 12 and forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us and do and don't let us yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one do you know jesus talks about satan and demons more than anyone else constantly some of us, we are under attack in the spiritual, and we don't even know it. And he says, help me with my temptation and save me, deliver me from the evil one. Some of us, I, I honestly believe this, and, and I don't say this out loud often, but I honestly believe there's an attack on our church today. I don't, want, I don't know what God wants to do with us. But God wants to do some great things through you guys. The church is not me. I am just the guy, Korean guy with the mic who talks about a Jewish guy, right? And, 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 and I really do believe that God wants to do great things through your lives. But there is a war in the heavens that's it's trying to stop every one of you from moving forward with what God has placed in you. Because if God can stop you, there are souls that will never make it to heaven. Because you will be the voice of God, the love of God, the joy of God. And it goes through you. You are bringers of heaven to earth. And if, and if demons and the, and the evil ones can stop that by distracting us that's what's going to go on i believe there's a war going on right now and we need to pray like jesus prayed help us deliver us from this attack of the enemy over my family over my mind over my body over sickness god we can pray that way prayer is spiritual warfare for your soul and the souls of your family and for our city in verse 14 this is strong, but Jesus is super strong here. If you forgive those who sinned against you, if you don't forgive those who sin against, or if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. It's pr pretty much actually the strongest statement I believe Jesus makes. Because listen up, Jesus emphasizes forgiveness because unforgiveness will literally block our relationship with God and relationship with one another. God is severe about forgiveness. Your past unforgiveness, you're carrying your pain of being betrayed, you got to let it go. You got to listen to Elsa, right? Your eternal souls are on the line. This simple area of unforgiveness will damn your soul. And usually I don't say words like that. But they will damn your soul. They will. You got it. Because this unforgiveness, Jesus knows, is not a moment. It rots you. It rots you. You become bitter and hurt. And hurt people hurt people. And yes, I know someone hurt you. And yes, they're guilty. They're absolutely 100% guilty. But God was so serious about how you respond to what happens to you in life. 
that he even says, man, if you can't, I can't. Because you don't believe I can handle your weight in life. Take a moment. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about unforgiveness, deal with it right now. You don't need to deal with it later. Say, God, man, there's some pains. And forgiveness is not a one-time deal. It's a one-time deal, and then it's every time it comes up, right? And some of us, we're dealing with it every time it comes up. So at this time, I, I wanted to go into something just simple. But let's just... Man, if you need, to, you need God to deal with your unforgiveness, deal with it right now. Just bow your heads. Deal with it right now. Lane, can you just play some music for me? Because we're going to do something. I'm going to just teach you how to pray. The first thing I wanted to do is show you how Jesus told us to pray. And I, wanna, I, I wanted to teach you how to hear the voice of God. I believe you can hear the voice of God. And you're like, how do you do that, John? I'm going to teach you. It's an old tradition by Benedictine, I'm going to say that right, Benedictine monks. They've been doing it for th- for like 1,500 years of listening to the voice of God. And it's very simple. It's called the Lectino Divina. Some of you guys have done it. It's, those, it's Latin words for divine reading. Divine reading. If you guys can take notes, take notes. If you guys want me to put something online, I'll put something online. But it's Lectino Divina is four things. Reading, meditation, response, and contemplation. And this is how the monks would hear the voice of God. And I believe you can hear the voice of God loudly. I've been practicing this a couple of months now, and it's been awesome. Just so good. And I want you to hear the voice of God with me because I believe God wants to speak to us. He does. He tells us he does. Why don't we just trust that? I'm going to pray, and then we're going to go through this together, right? And, and I'll be quick. Heavenly Father, just speak to us. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts right now. Speak to our hearts right now. I'm going to hold off. I have this, this is too much information, and it's, uh, we don't have enough time. I, I, I believe, like, God wants us to deal with our past instead. Are you guys okay if I teach this next week instead? Yeah. It's called hearing the voice of God. But right now, there's some of us that have given up on life, man. We have given up on our calling. God has put gifts in you, and we have just, we've just let it drag just because of hurt and pain. We have let pain dictate our decisions. Just with your heads bowed. I like to talk about unforgiveness because I had an issue with my dad all the way until the age of 29. And when I let it go, finally, I became a different person. It was, Candace could tell you that. There was so much things that I carried in my life for way too long. And I would hate for you to carry it and for that to dictate your future. Jesus is so serious about unforgiveness that he says that if you can't do it, I can't do it, man. Because you don't understand, you will end up rotting. You will never make it to heaven. That is a crazy thing for Jesus to say, right? Out of all the things, that unforgiveness, God? And he's like, yeah, unforgiveness. If you're in here and you're dealing with unforgiveness and you're perfectly justified not to let it go, I'm telling you, 
you are justified. They hurt you. They were wrong or you've been through life and it was rough, man. And you don't know why it was like that. But I, Jesus wants to give you victory today. If you're in this room and you just need help, saying, God, I need help with my unforgiveness because it's making me mad. There's, I am dealing with anger for some of us guys and girls. <laughs> or I'm dealing with just bitterness and it's just everything I think about just... I lose hope, and it can't happen because bitterness has crept into my life, God. If that's you, just raise your hand. You just need prayer, man. Bitterness has crept into my life, God, and I need you to help me heal. If that's you, just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. Anyone? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, I just pray for healing right now more than anything, Lord God. There could be people in this room that don't even know you but understand that bitterness is killing them. And they're saying, if there is a God out there and you could heal this, then heal it, God. I pray, it says in your word in the book of Isaiah that you give beauty for ashes and you give us joy for our sorrow, Lord God. You give us a, a, a garment of praise, Lord God. For a, for a spirit of just like, just the weight, Lord God, of our lives, God. I pray today, Lord, that people would trade their unforgiveness for your joy, God. And every time, Lord God, that we are dealing with it, we put it back to the cross, Lord God. We think of the cross, God. We say, God, forgive me, God, and help me let this go, God. Because it says in your word, and being bold, that if I can't let it go, you can't forgive me, God. <laughs> that is maybe the strongest words, Lord God, that you have said about something. I pray in the name of Jesus for there to be victory and freedom, Lord God, and joy that we have to let it go, Lord God. We have to put it and give it to the cross, Lord God. Put it at the feet of the cross and say, God, we need your joy, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would today set people free, God. Set people free. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. We'll, we'll, next week, we'll talk about how to hear the voice of God. Please come to that. I think it's so, 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 so important. And if you guys are like, uh, head of the class. You guys will, I'm sure, look online and figure out how to do it. But uh, otherwise, I will teach you next week. Man, get to know one of their, go to groups, see you in prayer this Wednesday. And if you need me to pray for you about what you're going through, man, I'm right here. I want to pray for you. God bless you. God loves you. Go to a group. God bless you.